Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We had a massive day on the podcast yesterday, headlined by Jamie Soward's Dream Team, which we dropped last night. If you haven't had a listen to that one yet, I advise you go back and have a listen to it. It would have been on the podcast last night, so go back and have a listen to that. Jamie Soward, a very smart football brain. I always enjoy having Jamie on. He's a guy that polarizes a lot of opinions. So many people hate Jamie. So many people love him. He really is. He just separates the crowd no matter what room he's in. I really enjoy him, to be honest with you. I think he's got a great footy mind. I think he had a fantastic career. I think it's really underappreciated what Jamie achieved in his career and how good he was at his peak. From probably 2009 to 2011, he was unbelievable for the St. George of the Warrior Dragons. They don't win that premiership without Jamie Soward, in my opinion. And that might be controversial, but it was the best kicking game in rugby league at the time and the Dragons were built around that kicking game. An incredible player, player Sowie, and then moved to the Penrith Panthers and I think people forget how well he played at the Panthers. Yeah, this was a young team of just a heap of bunch of kids and Jamie Sow and he was playing seven. Traditionally, he was probably always more of a six but he went to Penrith. He became a seven. He did really well. I think he got him to a couple of prelim finals. He played incredibly well. I remember the night against the Sydney Roosters that he uh, that he downed them. He set up two tries in the last 15 minutes or so. Kicked a field goal unbelievable footballer Jamie Soward obviously 2010 premiership winner I think people forget the week before that he was the guy that kicked the field goal from about 40 metres out to down the West Tigers you know that Benji Marshall led West Tigers team in 2010 they were red hot uh, so an incredible year uh, career from Sowie obviously played State of Origin as well played one series did pretty well later try on for Anthony Minocello just was another victim of that strong Queensland team that was unbelievable Dallium 5-8 of the year as well obviously when a number of great 5-8s were playing including you know, the great Darren Lockyer, uh, probably a soon-to-be an, um, immortal, and Sowie was the Dalian 5-8 of the year that season with Lockie contending for it. So a champion player, uh, Sowie, a guy I got a lot of time for. And look, yesterday, I uh, had a bit of a boring day. I uh, recorded nearly all of the podcast content for yesterday, yesterday morning. Didn't really do it live as I went through the day. That's why we missed out on Teamless Tuesday, because uh, my old, old girl moved house, so we had to, you know, clean out the garage and do all that sort of shit. It was an absolute shit fight. Um, you know, took all day, took all night, just ridiculous. All settled now, all good, which is fantastic. But 
I was going through the garage and, you know, going through the back shed, cleaning some stuff out. And I found something that I forgot I even had. And I posted it on my Instagram story. Most of you would have seen it. If you listen to this podcast uh, on Wednesday morning, it'll still be on my Instagram story for you to go and have a look at. I've got a couple of chairs uh, that I went and snaked from the SFS when it was knocked down. So I got a heap of these. I got about three or four of them. And then I got an extra one or two uh, for another mate of mine who was a massive South Sydney fan. And obviously, uh, when they came back into the competition, the SFS was where he went to watch South Sydney for all those years. A pretty grim few years. Uh, but the SFS has just meant so much to me as far as rugby league has gone. It's where... It's where I grew up going to watch games of football. Um, and, you know, as you guys know, I, I always hold Brad Fittler in a really high regard. And it's because I got to see so much of Brad Fittler live. Um, obviously, living in Sydney, uh, the the day the SFS opened, I think it was in 1987, I want to say, uh, my old man signed up to be a member that day. And the way that it works is that you, um, the day that you sign up, you actually keep paying that fee for eternity. So when my old man signed up, it was expensive as all hell. And everyone said to him, what on earth are you doing? That is crazy to be paying that. All it is is a gym and you get to watch games of football. It's ridiculous. And thankfully, he had the hindsight to be able to do it, which was sensational. Because now, what, 30 years on, we're still paying the same rate we were paying in 1987 to have that membership for the what's going to be the newest stadium in Australia, which is really exciting. And, I mean, if you go and have a look at what the SFS uh, costs now to be a full-time gold member... I mean, it's about 10 times what, what we're paying. So uh, a really smart play there by the old man. So obviously the SFS was somewhere that we went quite regularly, sitting up there in the members stand. If you ever did go to the SFS, you went into members, you know it was an unreal spot to sit and watch footy. You're so high above everything. I love the SFS too. Just, I, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the new stadium, but I always thought it was the best stadium by far and away. There was not a bad seat at the SFS, always unreal. And being up there in the members was always great. Love, have got so many great members being up there and watching games of footy. And even when I was younger and I used to go with mates and whatever and we'd go and sit down in the normal area, just unreal memories. And I had a couple of people guess where the seats were from, what stadiums they were from. I had Cogra, I had Brookvale, I had Shark Park, I had Peertech Stadium. And, you know, for, for me, I, I sort of thought it was obvious that it was the SFS straight away. And then as I started to look up photos of these other stadiums, it became more and more evident that a lot of these seats were used in a lot of stadiums. But the ones that I have got are from the SFS. They've obviously been knocked down since. Uh, it's been knocked down since. It's still essentially a hole in the ground in Sydney's east. So looking forward to seeing how it looks over the next few years. Uh, but you guys came through and, and you guessed where it was from Redfern I got a couple for as well SCG Henson Park the Holy Grail Henson Park home of the Newtown Jets some great ones there Um, and then I said to you guys what are your greatest memories of the SFS and for me as I said I have so many it is just ridiculous so I thought I would literally just go through and read some of your favorite memories from the SFS so I'll try and pronounce names right guys I haven't read through these I haven't done anything with them. I know there's about 30 or 40 there that I'm going to go through. I'm just going to talk about it each moment, name it, see what I remember. So we might have a few double ups, but we'll see how we go. First one's from Trent Brown, and I imagine this one's going to be a pretty popular one. 2010 qualifier against the Tigers. I was in the corner where SKD scored the match winner. So of course, you'll remember Liam Fulton throws an intercept in the right corner down at like the Paddington sort of end, and he goes all the way, Sean Kenny Dow. This is one night I'll never forget, because I remember I had a bet that night. I had Jamie. I think I think it was Jamie. No, who who did I have? I think I had someone to score more tries than Sean Kenny Dow. And you know you'll remember that that old try bet option. It either had each player or a tie. And I remember the player I bet on was in front. It was one of the centers for the Tigers. It might have been Blakey Ashford. 
And I remember I was home and hosed. I'd won a heap of money that night, and then it went to Golden Point. Then it went to extra, extra time. And in about the 110th minute, bloody Sean Kenny Dow took the intercept and went the, went the length. I could not believe it. One of my first real big-time heartbreaking moments on the punt. It absolutely killed me. But there was obviously that night as well, the the field goal that Braithen Astor kicked. It goes to Anthony Minicella. He looks for Braith, and Braith just hits it with his hoof with everything he had. An unreal moment there. I'm sure that won't be the last time that one will be mentioned. Uh, from Callan underscore Grom, Sharks versus Cowboys final. So I, I from memory, I think this was the one that – there was a seven-tackle set or something in this one. This is obviously before we're so used to having seven-tackle sets, but there was a mistake that was made, and I think it cost the Cowboys a try, and this was off the back of a couple of years of the Cowboys doing it really tough. I'm trying to think, Callan, along this timeline, I'm pretty sure it was during the Todd Carney era of the Cronulla Sharks, so I want to say 2014, 2013, around that mark, mate. Uh, I'd have to do a little bit deeper dive on that, but I do remember that game, yeah. Uh, The next one from CJ, 97 Newcastle winning the grand final. Dad had just refereed the reserve grade game. Oh, how good's that? So you would have been out there right uh, up front personal, mate. Obviously, Darren Albert, he goes to score into the post. An unbelievable moment in rugby league, a sensational moment at the SFS. Uh, Crazy scenes there. Uh, Warriors winning a game. Oh, mate, I saw the Warriors win a couple of games there. That comes from uh, New Zealand Warriors faithful. I saw them play a game against South Sydney. It was South Sydney or the Roosters there one day. It was unreal. It was like 37 to 36, a crazy game of footy there. Either round 19, 2021, South versus East, or 2010, East versus West Tigers. Semi, that's rugby league since 1908. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that that Rabbitohs versus Roosters game is the one where uh, either one of those games where they score on the bell to win that game. Unbelievable scenes in both of those games. I believe they were both at the SFS. I know the one that um, Adam Reynolds scores to win, it was definitely at the SFS. That was an unbelievable moment. Take me now, I've seen it all. We also had the other one that Anthony Minicello scored where Boyd Cordner put through the kick. Um, these two clubs. When they get when they get together, rivalries just aren't the same. I don't know if anyone will mention it, but I remember being at the SFS, and this would have been 15, oh, 10, 15 years ago probably, and I remember Chris Sando was playing for the Bunnies, and he put up this spiral bomb, and it was going all over the place. And once again, I think it was Sean Kenny Dow. He got under this ball, and Sando came through and hit him with one of the best shoulder charges you'll see, then dove on him on the ground. It was sensational footy. Obviously, South versus Roosters is a game that a lot of people will remember from the SFS, along with Anzac Day. Let's continue our next ones. Chooks versus Tigers, where we push the scrum and go the length. Yeah, 100%. That's that 2010 game again. Uh, Brendan, uh, going to watch the footy and my cousin's team was short a player, so I ran out to play at halftime. Mate, how good was it playing at halftime at the SFS? I'll never forget, when I was about eight years old, we were, we, we were one of the teams that was going on at halftime, but we weren't doing... Uh, we weren't playing footy at halftime. They had those giant inflatable balls that you used to have to push from corner to corner. And a, like the most entertaining bit was occasionally, because you were going from corner to corner in like an X motion, occasionally the balls would arrive at the same time. And, mate, when these two balls hit each other and you got the ricocheted off it, it absolutely killed. I remember one of the kids I used to play footy with, he got absolutely pumped in this and broke his arm out in the middle of the field. We had to cancel the halftime thing. Everyone was filthy, but... Yeah, mate, how good was going out there at halftime as a kid? If you if you grew up like in Sydney or playing in the South Sydney comp or the Eastern Suburbs comp, it was unreal going out to the SFS at halftime. A great memory there. I was the same, mate. Brayton Astor, 2010 from Ricky. Yep, great call, brother. Uh, how what have we got? Mike Gregory, length of the field versus the Kangaroos, 1988, going right from the vault there. Rugby league coach, a great memory there. Mike Gregory, how good. 
Uh, what have we got? Benji 06, runaway Broncos try. Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, sorry. The next comment is, sorry, 05. Yeah, Benji in 05 scored a cracking try against the Broncos there. Uh, Steve Renolf, 1992 grand final. What a call that is. Unreal there from Paul Lacelio. Great. Oh, mate, how good was that try? We spoke about it the other day when we were talking about Steve Renoff, that bouncing try. A brilliant cutout ball by Kevy or Alfie. I'm not sure. I think it was Alfie, to be honest with you. Um, an unreal try there. Anzac Day 2017 hailed out. Yeah, the day it hailed in 2017, there was puddles everywhere. That was a crazy day at the SFS. I remember another day, another day that it hailed. It was the last round of 2004. It was Brad Fittler's last ever home game, and the Roosters were playing the Parramatta Eels, and the Chooks were red hot, absolutely red hot. And it they absolutely gave it to Parramatta. I think Craig Wing scored a triple that day. And there was hail everywhere after the game. Brad Fittler did his farewell victory lap, last home game with hail all over the place. I remember then walking back through Moore Park Golf Course and all the bunkers were filled up with hail. It was an unbelievable afternoon. Not very often you see that in Sydney. It was almost like snow, essentially. Pierce Safsford, good day, brother. Good to have you on once again. Going to watch Roosters versus South every year before round one, before they change it. Yeah, Pierce, sensational games. Always watching the Chooks and the Bunnies. Unreal. Uh, 2010 qualifier, yeah, once again, 89 grand final at the SFS. Obviously, Balmain versus the Canberra Raiders. Unbelievable game of football. If anyone's too young to understand what I'm talking about when I say the 1989 grand final, do yourself a favour. Go and watch it. It'll be on KO. It'll be on somewhere. Go and watch the 89 grand final. Unbelievable game. 1998 grand final Broncos were winning was so sweet especially after coming back from all the split comps yeah the 98 grand final was unreal obviously the return from Super League the competitions back together there was the talk all year about the Newcastle Knights and the Brisbane Broncos who was winning it you know the Broncos came back and won the grand final that year so unreal scenes 1998 and a great year for rugby league when we all got back together sensational Torpy torching the bunnies back in 03 unfortunately the bunnies were torched by a couple of fellas mate but uh, Clinton Torpy an unreal outside back. The Warriors at the SFS were always special. It's one thing I always remember. I mean, in the early 2000s, they were special wherever they went, but whenever they were at the SFS on a dry track, they always put on a real show there. South pumping Manly in the finals in 2014. Yeah, mate, What I think it was 40-0. I remember being at that one up in members and just thinking, fuck, this team is the real deal. They are unreal. Um, yeah, crazy. So I, I actually remember a story the year before that. As I said, I've got a good mate that's a really huge South Sydney fan and he told me that the year before that um, he was at and it was obviously 2013 so Manly went on to play in the grand final that year had a red hot team they they got done by the Roosters but they were sensational in that grand final had a great season and I remember him telling me that Manly beat South Sydney they, they knocked them out in that comp and he was standing there in the crowd devastated he had a Manly guy in front of him and he sort of said oh you know good game mate good luck you know I'm not sure if they were going to the prelim or the grand final and um, and the Manly fan turned around to him and said oh you know what your problem is with South Sydney? And he said, oh, here we go. Fucking, you know, g- g- give me some advice. And he said, you guys don't have enough C-U-N-T in you. And he went, what the hell does that mean? And he, he said, you don't have that guy that's going to come on the field and is just going to cause destruction. And I remember 2014 in the prelim final against the Roosters, Ben Teo came on the field and he absolutely gave it to James Maloney. He gave away a penalty, but it flicks a switch in the South Sydney Rabbitohs straight away. And I'll never forget this mate of mine that goes to South Sydney. He recalled that moment and he said, without Ben Teo, we don't win the 2014 Premiership. That was exactly what he was talking about. That was exactly what the Manly Seagulls had for so long 
so long and it was a perfect little comment by, by a guy in the crowd there I'd, I'd love to know who he is one day just an unreal insight there that turned out to be perfect a year later uh, let's have a look what other memories we have Mark Guy versus Wally Lewis State of Origin we obviously had MG on talking about that moment crazy unreal MG described him as it was like a guy coming at him with um with eyes like poker machines just spinning. Imagine the king coming at you in the pissing rain. Fuck that. Miss me with that. What else we got? Roosters Tigers semi-2010. T-Stew, great suggestion, brother. Reynolds game-winning try off the kick. Yeah, the South Sydney game. You can take me now. I've seen it all. C-Mac, great suggestion there. Reynolds scoring. Jesus, it's all it's all coming up, the, those games, isn't it? Um, Darrell Hulligan, 98 from the sideline. Yes, for Canterbury, I believe it was. Yeah, missed a couple of kicks there, Halligan. Had a couple of those days in his unreal career where he was – he just couldn't miss some days, but some days he just went for like an absolute bust. Another guy we had on the podcast, champion fellow, Darrell Halligan. Bunnies went on the buzzer, yep. Nigel Vunganar against the Rabbitohs. We had Clinton Torpy mentioned before. Nigel Vunganar as well. Jeez, when he was on – the game was over. <laughs> when Nigel Vunganar showed up to play and he was the best player on the field, it was over. Whether he was playing for Canterbury, the Warriors, whoever it was, unreal Nigel Vunganar. Anzac Day last post. Matty Q, what a great one there, brother. Matty, I hope everything's doing well down there in Melbourne, mate. Um, Anzac Day, the last post, yeah, means so much. I guess one of my greatest memories of the SFS is always the helicopter, the chopper coming in for Anzac Day. Always an unreal moment. Just gives you absolute goosebumps. And then the game starts and... Man, Anzac Day just never, just never lets down. I mean, probably the biggest, uh, probably the two biggest Anzac Day moments for me were one, the Brad Fittler try, um, age shall not wear it. I still remember the commentary, unreal moment by Rabs there, where Freddie goes through. He's one on one with Ben Hornby, goes left, right, left, right, left, and just leaves him for dead. He was like thirty-two years old at that point. Incredible moment. The other one is, of course. Matty Head, mate, chip over the top, regather, cut out to Matty Cooper in the left corner, then had to kick it from the sting to win that game for the Dragons. Unbelievable scenes. Anzac Day, it is always a cracker. We've had some other big games there. I think Ben Cray, Mick Wayman scored some tries to seal games up there. Unreal Anzac Day, great suggestion there. I went there for one game on a holiday to Sydney. I got to see Latrell in his rookie season. Yeah, Gus Wood, I mean, mate, obviously if it's a holiday, you don't get to go to the SFS too much. And to see... One of the greatest talents we've ever seen live in his debut season. Unreal moment there, brother. I got to see quite a bit of Latrell when he was coming through. And then when he first burst on the scene, it really was something special, man. He was a little bit lighter then, which made him a little bit more elusive. He could, he was just unreal. Jerry Thompson, 2010 prelim, Chooks Tigers. Yeah, it's a popular one. It is a popular one. Tommy Spencer, pies being under $10, mate. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Isn't that a long-lost memory? Far out. Well and truly done there. Um, what have we got? 2005 Dragons, Tigers, best crowd ever. Atmosphere was unbelievable. Yeah, mate, I'll never forget in that game, there's a try that Benji scores off the scrum, gets it down the right edge, just goosey, in and away, and bang, scores. And I think people forget just how red-hot 
that Dragons team was. And for the Tigers to win that game, unbelievable. That that final series was crazy. You would have put your house on the Dragons to play the Parramatta Eels in that grand final. They were destined to meet each other. Tigers blew the Dragons away on the Friday night. Then I think the Sunday afternoon, they absolutely put the cleaners through Parramatta. That was the year that Tim Smith was on fire and the Cowboys just put him away. We had Tim Smith on the podcast and he used to do this used to do this kick to Eric Growth, like a wind, uh, a windscreen wiper kick, I think he called it, where he sort of... Cooper Cronk started doing it about four, four or five years ago in State of Origin, unreal, but he used to do it to Eric Growth all the time, and the ball would sort of curl into the chest of Eric Growth, so hard to defend as a winger when you're turning and chasing and whatnot, and I remember that they did it in this game, and it just fell short on the first time, and it was just about the first time it didn't work all season, and then Thurston and Bowen, they just went to work and put an absolute clinic on, an unreal final series, that one, but that game... Tigers vs. Dragons 2005 prelim final. One of the absolute classics. Roosters-Tigers 2010 final. Yeah, Roosters-Bulldogs round 17 2016 win against the Roosters there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember that one, to be honest with you, mate. I'll tell you one that I do remember, though, between the Roosters and the Dogs of the SFS is the day that uh, big Martin Kennedy was taking... I think it was Martin Kennedy was taking the hit up and he tripped as they, as they tapped and passed him the ball and they still passed the fucking thing to him. As he tripped over, it was a falcon, an unreal moment. I also remember from the early 2000s, whenever Canterbury and uh, the Sydney Roosters would meet each other at the SFS, mate, that was must-watch TV. And if you were there... It was unbelievable. Some of the craziest moments we've ever seen in those games. Unreal performances. Uh, you can take me now. I've seen it all. Unbelievable moment. At Hanasta, last second field goal on SKD intercept. Yeah, that 2010 game. It's always regarded as one of the best games we've ever seen. You can see how popular it is here. One moment that I was surprised no one mentioned. And it's one moment that will always stand out for me. And it's one moment that I will never, ever forget. It was in 2006. And I was lucky enough to be there this night. I remember we almost didn't go to this game. And thank God we did. Now, 2006, I'll just set the stage for this game. Now, the lead up to it, the months leading up to it, obviously, State of Origin. Uh, the Blues had won in 03, 04, 05. And then I think they were going for four in a row. Aaron Lockyer takes an intercept in game two. They're up 1-0. It's done. They're up 16-12, I believe it was. And Brett Hodgson throws a bit of a loose pass with about five minutes to go in the game. And Lockyer swoops on an intercept from dummy half, essentially, of a 20-metre pass, scores under the sticks. And Lockyer, he, he changes the history of origin in that moment. They go on to win eight series in a row. The Blues were four minutes away from winning four series in a row. And instead, it turned on its head and Queensland won eight in a row unbelievable series 2006 just crazy and of course after that Lockie then goes on to win a few months later which I was lucky enough to be there for goes on to win the 2006 grand final against the Melbourne Storm kicks the winning field goal so all of a sudden he is the captain of the state of origin team that won he's the captain of the NRL team that won and then at the end of the season we had a Tri-Nations tournament, England, Australia, and New Zealand. And I think th th this was the series where we had, you know, Stephen, uh, sorry, David Kidwell belting the living shit out of Willie Mason. We had Stuart Fielden, I think it was, coming over. There was a heap of stinks in this one. It was an unreal series. And it came down to the Tri-Nations Grand Final, which was, of course, at the SFS, where we're themed, where, where, where we're sitting our theme on this morning. And I'll never forget, Thurston throws a dummy. He goes through on about his own 40. He goes all the way up to about the 30. I think it was Brent Webb at fullback came at him. And, of course, he drew and passed. And who does he hit? Darren Lockyer, the captain of the Kangaroos to win the Tri-Nations. He scores the winning try in extra time. 
to be the captain of the State of Origin team that won, to be the captain of the NRL team that won, and then to be the captain of the country that won the Tri-Nations. An unbelievable season, 2006, dominated by Darren Lockyer. And that moment there at the SFS, an unreal moment. And, of course, that's 2006. So remember that 2005, the halfback for the Kangaroos was Joey still, yeah? And then 2005 was his last series. So it was... Thurston's first opportunity to really step into this team and own it, and for him to deliver that moment in Golden Point of a Tri-Nations final was an unreal moment for JT. That was 06. Of course, 05, I think he won the Dally Emmy, went all the way to the grand final, just fell short against Benji and Scotty Prince. But a huge moment there for Thurston to own that moment in 06. But a bigger moment from Darren Locke here, and one that I feel very, very privileged to be there for. The SFS holds so many memories, so many unbelievable memories. I mentioned the other day, Nathan Gardner, I mean, a guy that didn't play a heap of first grade, but he scored one of the best tries I have ever seen at the SFS one night. Um, I think it was Brayton Astor put up a bomb to him. He caught it on about his own 20, ran down the left touch sideline, and he skimmed across the field all the way. He essentially went untouched until he scored in the right corner. An unbelievable moment. I remember another cracking try that I scored by another guy, well, that was set up by another guy that came on the podcast, Jackson Hastings. A try that he set up for... um, for Sean Kenny Dow against the Melbourne Storm where he sort of broke into space. He put in a perfect chip kick into the corner. It was unreal. You obviously had Hainsey in 09 against the West Tigers. He had the West Tigers or the Paran... Yeah, West Tigers. He had the chip over the top try at the SFS that was just unbelievable. Soured. I, I think he kicked that field goal at the SFS in 05 as well to go into that grand final. So, so many moments. The more I talk the more little things that come to me. So many unbelievable moments at the SFS. And I'm sure that once the new stadium is built, we're going to create even more memories. And, I mean, we didn't even touch on a, on a heap of grand finals in that too. Obviously, so many GFs were played there. You know, the old images of, like, the 95 Bulldogs. You've obviously got the 97 Knights. Uh, you know, the Broncos going back-to-back in 92-93, winning their first ever premiership in 92 in the heart of Sydney. That would have really stung a lot of the locals. Unreal scenes. I absolutely love the SFS. As I said, I'm probably a little bit biased because it was the stadium that I grew up going to. It's a stadium that I've always gone to. I mean, I remember seeing Ben Barber for the first time at the SFS. I remember watching him for the first time come off the bench for the Bulldogs, and I'm pretty sure he scored a try. Then he threw up the X-Factor symbol, and you just sort of thought, fuck, this kid could be anything. And then within a couple of years... You know, he's a Dalian medalist. He's won a premiership with Cronulla. Just an incredible talent. Um, saw Matty Bowen score an unreal try at the SFS one night too. I, one thing I always remember about Matty Bowen is whenever Thurston was out and he had to step in and play halfback, or like play fullback, but play the halfback role essentially, he would just go to another level. Some of the chip over the top tries that we saw from him there, unbelievable. We, we was talking about Roger Tulevasa-Shek this week. I mean, what about that game between the Manly Seagulls and the Sydney Roosters where it was 4-0 at the SFS and Roger scored there the only try of the game. Unbelievable stuff. The night that Sonny Bill Williams came back against the Canterbury Bulldogs uh, in 2013, I'm pretty sure that one was at the SFS as well. He scored that try and then just let all the the Bulldogs fans know about it. Unreal scenes. Michael O'Connor from the sideline in the pissing rain. Unbelievable. Look, I could go on forever and a day here. I'm going to call it a day there. But, guys, thank you for sending in all of your SFS memories, your Sydney football stadiums, your Aussie stadium, your Allianz stadium, whatever you call it. It has been an absolute cauldron for fantastic rugby league for 30 or 40 years now 
incredible. Cannot wait to see the new stadium. Cannot wait to create new memories in that one. But thanks to you guys for sending in all of your memories. Obviously, the 2010 game between the Roosters and the Tigers was a really, really popular one. An unbelievable game of rugby league there, guys. Hope to do more of this stuff. Keep an eye on the Instagram story. We might put up a couple of other stadiums or a couple of players or a couple of teams that you can mention your greatest memories about. I really like doing this sort of stuff that's interactive with you guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 